The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, February 5th. 7 a.m. Brent and Pat with you on the morning blend. Eric, our producer, with us, keeping us right on time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. Happy Monday. Good morning, Brenda. It feels like a Friday on a Monday. I you told you that. I don't know what it is, something in the air, but I feel it's Friday for me. It's Friday. Okay, so you know what I think it might have been? What's that? That incredible weekend that we had. Wow. I have not seen that much blue sky on the Saturday and Sunday in, uh, we'll just say, a, a few weeks. Oh my goodness, even. it was good for the soul. Yesterday, Wasn't I had, that I had the house open and the sun was just streaming in. I got out for a good, good long walk. I didn't want to go in. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like everybody and their dog, and I mean it, and their dog was out yesterday. Out walking. And Saturday. <laughs> I took a little bit of time on the weekend to get out. I got some, you know, chores on Saturday and then uh, enjoy Sunday very, very much. But I, I did have kind of a full weekend. So it started Friday. I kind of lingered around town here. The good deacon picked me up. We had dinner with, if you can think back to last year, all of those months and months and months ago, there used to be a different co-host on the Morning Blend. His name was David. Much better one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to meet David and, and Beverly, oh. his wife. It's the first time we've actually had a chance to visit with each other, spend some time. Uh, we saw them briefly at our Christmas party. Right, they were right. there. Uh-huh. But then we just kind of enjoyed a, a little bit additional time. It? it was great. And the reason why I'm talking about it now is I know that David's not listening because he said these days he gets up and out of bed at around 7 30. He, <laughs> <laughs> he earned it. He, he earned has earned it. it. Yeah. He uh, is uh, enjoying his retirement. Boy, he said and they've got some jealous. trips planned and things seem to be going really, really well. Wow. 7 30 versus four o'clock. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of a nice difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but yes, we did have a That's good time. Great. We went to a place called Old Market Pub. Yeah, right by my house. And he was telling me that, or Beverly kind of took me around and showed me, this used to be like an old garden shop back in the day. And if you walk in, you kind of go, oh... I actually do kind of well, get it that is in feeling. Garden home. And so yeah, yeah. It, and it was it was real nice and we had a, a very nice meal for sure. But then on a Saturday, Scott and I went back to St. Joseph's Parish. That's where we had you know been a part of that community uh-huh. for so long where he was a deacon. They had the vocations dinner there. Oh, sure. Bishop Schuster. Bishop Schuster uh-huh. came down. We had Salesian sisters. Nice. that were there that gave their discussion and also seminarians and 380 tickets sold and given away for this event awesome they filled up marion hall it was incredible bishop schuster shared his vocation story as did the seminarian and the nun what amazed me and i hope that the kids that were listening present also understood this every one of them had a vocation in the church to offer their lives everyone so uniquely different they were all different whereas one was he was very reluctant about it another one said uh the nun said i laughed about it too she said i have only ever won one argument with my father only one time in my life did i ever win an argument and that was when i told him that i was going to be a salesian nun she said it that was it 
And then, of wow. course, the Bishop Schuster, he, he shared his story where it was almost like his whole life was just always focused on becoming a priest. Oh. That was just, and then, of course, the funny story about how he was watching The Mandalorian when his phone rang and it said Apostolic Nuncio in the uh, caller ID. So that's how uh, he found out he was going to be a bishop. <laughs> watching the Mandalorian. He was watching the Mandalorian. With Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really wonderful. Our our digital uh, disciple Sarah Kenzie, she was at the event as oh. well as the group of YCP people that were there in attendance. Also, beautiful, beautiful event. It was wonderful to be able to have Bishop Schuster down to see how much the Southern Deanery supports vocations. Way to go, Vancouver! So we did our yeah. thing. So then I had to recover from all of that activity on Sunday. And you told me that you and your daughter were thinking about pasta. And, of course, I made pasta Saturday, and I brought some with me, and I'm keeping a firm eye on it. It I'm, may I'm, not I'm, make I'm, it. I may put it under lock and key. You might have to. I'm still craving pasta. Because <laughs> it's good. I did penne. good. I want big penne pasta. Oh, it's linguine. Oh, it's linguine, okay. so no penne. Uh, almost went with the farfully, far, the, the angel wings. Oh. Yeah, but nope, went with the linguine. The okay. Classic. Oh, Italian sausage. Oh, it's good stuff, Brenda. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to have pasta. I don't know when I'm going to have it. Because, you know, Lent starts a week from Wednesday. So I'm get, kind of getting like all the fat stuff out. That's and, it. And oh, and you know, we're going to spend man. a good amount of time talking about Lent in the yeah. upcoming week and a half. And as we begin that journey. But, Pat, we got to begin this day. What do you got coming up? Oh, got all kinds of good stuff coming up. And uh, some some really kind of disturbing news came out late Friday. The homeless rate went up in Oregon. All the things we're doing, and it still keeps going up. Scott Kerman is going to be with us to talk a little bit about that. In addition, we'll be going up to the hilltop later this morning, and we've got Abbott Peter Eberly joining us. And uh, we've also got... a, uh, a a man in uniform who will be here too, right? Oh, yes. We are going to talk about the many hats that Father uh, Peter Julia wears. I said we don't ever exactly know if we're getting Father Peter or Captain yes. uh, Julia, depending on what he wears when he comes to the studio. So we'll be talking with him also about vocations and also kind of a, a, a deadly weekend on the streets. Mm. This keeps coming up yeah. week after week after week. Even and, overnight. Yes, we have got to be vigilant and we've got to change how we behave on the road so we'll talk more about that throughout the Preach show today. sister <laughs> all right we're going to kick things off this morning with dana catherine and beautiful love and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life it's getting harder to separate when you're farther Feel out of place, out of place It's like your gravity is beckoning Begging me to stay in your beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love Your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful King of all history Your own mystery And I can't keep away from your beautiful love Satisfied, satisfied, nothing 
Saturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Dana Catherine, beautiful love. 710, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat and our producer, Eric. And coming up next, he's in uniform this time around. And sometimes he's in the collar. Sometimes it's the military uniform. We're talking about Peter Julia, Father Peter Julia, and he'll check in with more news about what's going on in vocations here in the Archdiocese of Portland after we check that foggy weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Amazing parishes form the backbone of our vibrant Catholic community. Mater Dei Radio is all set to salute these outstanding churches and their members as our Parish of the Week. Every Tech Tuesday at 840, our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to reveal our weekly winner. Tell us the reasons why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. From the uplifting choirs to energetic youth groups, dedicated service ministries, and delectable potluck dinners, what are the things that make your parish family stand out? Let us know and then catch the Morning Blend on Tech Tuesdays at 840 for the big announcement. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Mater Day Radio. High of 47 and low of 41 today as we go through with a 90% chance of precipitation. Up to a quarter of an inch of rain as possible. Foggy tonight and tomorrow morning, but tomorrow afternoon looks like the best chance of sunny skies anytime this week. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And they're celebrating the feast day of St. Agatha at St. Agatha's Church and School in Selwood, where it's 41 degrees. We all have the different hats that we wear for the different occupations that we have whether we are at work we have to be a certain way when we come home we're a certain way and perhaps when we with our friends well another hat all together well we are never completely sure who we have coming into the studio until we see what hat he is wearing father peter julia is joining us this morning today 
in camouflage. So he's taking on the role as U.S. Air Force chaplain this morning, joining us today to talk a little bit about what he does and some things that are coming up in the vocations office. Good morning, Father Peter. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Always great to be with you guys. So when you go to your closet in the morning, looking at your calendar, what you have to do today, do you have to think, okay, I've got to bring my collar for this meeting, but I know later on I'm going to be at the base, so I better pack my uniform. Yeah, exactly. I have to do that. And it was funny because this morning I did, I took out like a white undershirt, which I would normally wear under my, my clerics. And then I, I realized I was like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta go to the base. Like right after I was at St. Rose this morning and St. Rose is really close. I've been filling in at St. Rose lately. And so, um, yeah. And sometimes I've got to pack like the extra bag and there's just a lot that you have to bring for both because Often I'll pack clerics and you know what you end up forgetting? You know, like the collar sometimes when you grab Ah. that stuff or or like black socks. And then in this, like there's so many things, you know, you've got your hat, you've got what they call the blouse, like the outer shirt, the undershirt, your belt, your pants. There's these little elastic things called blousing straps at the bottom on the top of your boots. So there's just a lot that you have to remember. (laughs) Yeah. It it makes for quite the packing experience. Oh, gosh. Well, again, always appreciative of the time that we get to spend with you this morning. And while you are in your fatigues, you never take off that collar that you were talking about, your ordination collar. And so I would imagine that even though you were on base, you still think about the vocations, the vocations of the men and women that you were working with on base. And of course, the work that you're doing with the Archdiocese of Portland. Recently, Father Julia, last time we talked to you, you are heading into a discernment retreat at Our Lady of Peace retreat. Archbishop Sample was on hand to talk with men about vocations. Let us know how things went. Yeah, it was great. I We think we had 22 men, if I'm remembering correctly. And so it was a great great amount of guys and they were from all over the archdiocese and this year i just really want to thank my brother priests as well because it's really the pastors at each parish that are sort of like the primary vocations directors right because you know i can't be everywhere and uh they usually are with these young men when they're serving at the altar or doing different things like that and so they're the ones that say hey i think you should go to the archbishop's discernment retreat if i hadn't met them directly and uh and they just did a great job this year there was a lot of men from certain parishes i think there was like saint i think there was five men from like saint brigida with father clifton and so some guys really just did did a great job kind of promoting it to some of the men and uh and those that have really vigorous altar serving programs that that really were it it has always worked Mm -hmm. and it still works and so that's another thing i would continue to encourage at our parishes and um and it was great archbishop is always great by giving them one of the primary things he does on our first night is he always asks them what attracts you to the priesthood and then what are some of your fears you know of becoming a priest so it really kind of enters into a very honest retreat for the men. And so it, it went really well. And so I'm glad. And then there's a number of men from that who um, go on to start to fill out the application to become seminarians. And that's almost like the primary, or, or I should say, it's almost like the turning point. Okay. Maybe we've been talking to a guy, then they come to the retreat. And then that's usually when they make the decision I think I want to apply, you know, or we'll invite them to apply just depending on the situation. Oh, wow. And then for those who do decide to apply, about how long of a process should they be giving themselves from the time that they wanted to want to apply to when they might actually be at one of our seminaries in the United States? 
It definitely takes a while to fill it out. I, I actually had a printed copy of the of the application and they got totally psyched out by it because it's like kind of thick like a, like a ream of paper you yeah, put yeah. it you throw it <laughs> out there and say okay get started because it's in a fillable pdf form when they actually fill it out right sure. but, but when you see it in actual paper it's kind of intimidating initially but you really do need to give yourself almost two months to, to really fill it out. It depends on each guy's mm-hmm. situation, right? There, there are some men who may be younger, who don't have jobs yet or, or things like right. that, and they have more more time to devote themselves to it. But then there's some that, uh, you know, they have full-time jobs and uh, and they have to figure out when I'm going to do that. And, and as you know, Brenda, just from being Catholic and being involved, it's sort of like any sacrament. Well, you have to call your your parish where you got baptized. And you have to request that baptismal certificate. And then you have to get uh, medical records. And so there are things that depend on other entities or people. Like you have four references. And you know, and we all know every time you make a request from a reference, you never know how quickly they're going to respond. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're waiting on other things. And in the meanwhile, you're fi- filling out like there's some essay questions and... Um, there's an autobiography essentially that you write about your life. And and so there's a lot. And then there's a psychological evaluation and that's fairly in depth. So they meet directly with the psychologist, but then there's a giant questionnaire, you know, they're like, are you afraid of doorknobs? And then like 10 questions later, it's like, are you afraid of doorknobs? You know, or were you followed to this interview? You know, cause they're, obviously looking for certain psychological characteristics that might be problematic. (laughs) (laughs) If you are just tuning in, Father Peter Julia is joining us this morning, telling us a little bit about what's happening in the vocations office. Now, this is part of what you are doing as vocations director, also now as the chaplain uh, for the base here in Portland. How is that going? Now you are back from officer training school. You are captain, father, Peter Julia, however, depending on, again, what you're wearing as to what we're calling you. Have you feel like now that you've come back from training that you are really ready now to serve those people uh, here in Portland? You know, it's funny, Brenda, I'm not completely done with the training yet. I mean, it's, there's also uh, what they call BCC basic chaplaincy course as well. And so I'll have to go back to Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. That's where many of the schools are. Um, Officer training school is there. What they call squadron officer school is there. Chaplaincy school is there. A lot of Air Force schools are over there. So I'll have to go back to do that as well. But but it definitely makes me a lot more full-fledged. There's many more things that I can kind of officially do uh, at the base. So it's the 142nd wing or, or, or what they used to call the fighter wing. Um, but it's in, you know, F-15 fighters or what, what are out of there. And that's kind of our main defense out of the Western seaboard. But the thing that Archbishop, I think, realized too, is we had Father Rick Sirianni, one of our retired priests. He, or I should say senior priests. I know, I know we, because they're never retired, right? Because mm-hmm. they're always priests. Of course. But he was there for 23 years um, and also pastor to many of our parishes here in the Archdiocese. So we had kind of a rich history of being there on base and so i was kind of able but but he retired in i think 2011 and so they were looking for somebody for a while to fill um fill his shoes and so it's been great to be there because there are parishioners but there are parishioners that feel also called to serve you know in the military and so it's wonderful i mean you know somebody i did the wedding for just heard my voice in an office when i was first filling out applications and stuff and she said 
is that Father Peter? And I poked my head out in the hallway and I was like, yes. And she could just tell by hearing my voice that it was me. So it was really cool that these are our parishioners that are also in the Air Force, you know. Well, listeners of the Morning Blend would also most definitely recognize that is the voice of Father Peter. Father Peter, have you had a chance to go up in the air with any of the pilots there at the base? No, I haven't. You know, it's a little tricky these days. Father Rick, I remember he he got to fly in a fighter jet three different times in the F-4 Phantom twice and then an F-15 once over his time. But there's a lot more restrictions now, so it's a little harder okay. to get an opportunity. And and currently, the, um, the F-15 models that we have, the only two that they had that have back seats in them were, you know, they reached their airframe life because there's kind of a life okay. on these planes. And these planes are actually quite old. Many of them were put into service in like the 70s and the 80s. So it's incredible how long they actually last, but they require a ton of maintenance and everything. But we're going to get a new airframe called the F-15EX, which is a big, big deal to switch over airframes at, a, at an Air Force base. And so when they get those, every one of them will have a back seat. So who knows, maybe when we get those, which which should come in the next year, or so. So who knows? There's a chance, maybe. <laughs> well, so. let us know when that happens. We'll be I'll sure you know. <laughs> to keep you in our prayers. Father Julia, it's always such a wonderful time to talk with you. And I still want to ask you about some upcoming trips that you will be partaking in as part of your work with the Vocations Office. I'm already against my break. Can you stay with me through the break? And we'll continue in our next half hour. Absolutely, Brenda. Thank you. 723 at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And tomorrow is the big day, Brenda, at least in terms of keeping an eye on your mailbox. Okay. I'll be looking what for? Our spring share letters going out That's tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. I, I hope it inspires you. We mm-hmm. it, was, it was written in the height of the storm a few weeks ago. Oh, and, sure. And uh, we have to get all the stuff done in advance. And uh, just kind of some inward looking and, 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 you know, as we go through that storm and and, and the challenges we face there. So keep an eye out on your mailbox and the Spring share Mark the dates on your calendar, April 8th through 12th for the big dates. We've got that week-long event, uh, the Spring share It's when we come to you twice a year. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we get to keep the lights on and the transmitter humming, thanks to your generosity. But keep an eye out for that letter because then you can help us build the uh, share matching fund, which is always very important during share week. Again, that's coming April 8th through the 12th. It's Renew Your Hope, and we hope you'll join us for all the fun here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. 
As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend with friend and Pat, and just ahead, uh, over the weekend, we saw some uh, very big mm-hmm. action in the Middle East, and we'll kind of update you on where that stands, and then uh, some things happening overnight as well. So the latest on what's happening in the Middle East, just ahead of news. All right, in the state of Oregon, going to be sending out $10 million in unclaimed property, Will you be one of the 25,000 people who will be receiving a check We've this month? We've gotten it before. Yep, I'll tell you about that coming up in news. Here is John Finch, Walk by Faith. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Happy Monday. There are days that I still
Even when I can't see, I can't see And you've gone before me, before me And I will walk by faith I will walk by faith That is John Finch and Walk by Faith. It is 731 here at Mater Day Radio. An Iran-back militia group claimed responsibility overnight for a drone strike against a base in eastern Syria used by U.S. troops that killed six American ally Kurdish fighters. The attack, which caused no American casualties, appeared to be the first significant response from what the U.S. calls Iran's proxy groups to the U.S. airstrikes against the militias in the region. On Friday, the U.S. started striking the militias on an umbrella group known as the Islamic Resistance in Iraq in response to those groups stepped up attacks on U.S. bases in the region, including the deadly drone strike on a base in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members on January 28th. The U.S. and the United Kingdom also launched strikes against 36 Houthi targets late Saturday, targeting missile launch and radar systems in a large portion of Yemen controlled by the Shiite Muslim rebels. The state of Oregon will send out about $10 million worth of checks this month to people who have unclaimed property from 2021 and 2022, said State Treasurer Tobias Reed on Friday. Oregon has about a total of $1 billion in unclaimed property. It comes from businesses like banks, insurance companies, or former employers that can't find uh, you for a reason or another. Most of the time, people can search to see if they have unclaimed property, and if they do, file a claim with the Oregon Unclaimed Property Program and complete a verification process to receive your funds. The state will send out payments to about 25,000 people who have unclaimed property from those years, and the checks will vary in amounts from $50 to $10,000, according to the state. The checks will be mailed to people in February and will include additional confirmation letter from the treasurer. It's good to just go by and check their website to see at unclaimed.oregon.gov. All right. I checked. Nothing for me. Nothing okay. for the station. But we have seen it before. Right. Yeah, oh, okay. Have. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it bears just a simple check. It's real easy to look. And uh, you can find, find some uh, unclaimed treasure there. All right. Between 2022 and 2023, homelessness increased by 8.5% across Oregon, according to a report released Friday by Portland State University. The report also shows that Oregon ranked in second place in the nation for its rate of unsheltered homelessness. California ranked first. The report shows that the state is failing to keep up with shelter beds and currently has enough beds for only 42% of the homeless population. 
Scott Kerman, executive director of the Blanchet House, discusses the drivers behind these rising numbers. And what's really hit these folks this year hard is the reduction in SNAP benefits and, of course, inflation. And it's hitting everybody hard, but it's especially hitting um, the people who we serve. The study also shows that about 3.9% of Oregon school students, about 21,000 students, experienced homelessness in the 2022-2023 school year. That's up from 3.5% or about 19,000 students in the previous year. Pope Francis reminded the faithful during his Sunday Angelus that Jesus' example of being on the move in his preaching and in performing miracles is a reminder that God is never distant, but always close to us. While acknowledging that the idea of a God that is distant, cold, and indifferent to our fate is prevalent, the Pope reminds us that today's gospel reading, the idea is revealing to us instead that Jesus shows us that God is not a detached master who speaks to us from on high. Now, following the recitation of the papal blessing, Pope Francis expresses closeness to all those in China, Southeast Asia, and around the world who are celebrating the Lunar New Year, observing that this celebration is an opportunity to experience relationships of affection and gestures of attention. In sports, Tamia Gardner scored a career-high 19-point Sunday as 18th-ranked Oregon State held on for a narrow 64-60 win over Oregon at Matthew Knight Arena in Eugene. The victory gives the 18th-ranked Beavers a sweep at the season series with their rivals for the first time since the 2016-17 season. This was also the last regular season meeting between the two teams as Oregon will join the Big Ten Conference next season. Next up for Oregon State and Oregon is the Mountain Schools road trip. The Beavers will play at Utah and Oregon at Colorado. Both games are set for tip-off on Friday evening. When it comes to our past mistakes, is it really possible to just take an eraser and wipe away everything to a clean slate? Well, St. Francis de Sales shows us how. In 1609, he published a timeless book called Introduction to the Devout Life, which contains a treasure trove of practical advice and reflection about embracing the whole person and living a spiritually happy life. Chapter 19 of that book is entitled How to Make a General Confession, and it addresses how to deal with shame that lingers from the past. This is a great article that Father Michael Rainier writes, and he breaks it down like this. He says, first, take some time alone and consider your entire life. Break it up by decade or stage of life you were in as an aid to the memory. Secondly, he says, find a confessor or trusted confidant. Make time to sit down together so you can recite your list. St. Francis says, tell everything simply and with straightforwardness and thoroughly satisfy your conscience in doing so. It is important, Father reminds us, too, to not be embarrassed and skip this step because we will never fully own our actions and make peace with our mistakes if we don't say them out loud to another person and most importantly, in confession. And lastly, he says, listen, listen to your trusted confidant, listen to the words of the priest in the confessional to respond with what you have admitted. Sometimes other people's recognize, they recognize patterns of behavior of which we are unaware and some interesting insights may result. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Tuesday, St. John the Apostles Catholic School is having an open house starting at 5 p.m., offering preschool through eighth grade, featuring all-day kindergarten, middle school electives, after-school programs, extended care before and after school, even Spanish. Financial aid is available, so do not be afraid to check them out. And for more Catholic events, check out our website, moderndayradio.com, and download the Hail Mary Media app. Well, whether he's in an F-16 flying or recruiting (laughs) those into the vocation of priesthood, Father Peter Julia is one of the most fascinating men in the world. Yes, and he'll continue his conversation (laughs) with Brenda coming up after we check weather next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support from Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 741 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 47 and low of 41 today as we have a 90% chance of precipitation with up to a quarter of an inch of rain possible. All that rain from California is headed northward today. Foggy tonight and tomorrow morning. Best chance of sun tomorrow afternoon with partially cloudy skies and bright sunshine. Well, currently it is still a little cool. 43 degrees at Resurrection Catholic Church in Tualatin. California, keep that rain. 
That's the way I feel about it. Oh, keep that rain. Keep it. <laughs> they hate rain down there, though. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, right now in the capital city where they're about to open the new legislative session, it's 41 degrees at St. Joseph Catholic Church and School. And we are back this morning with a wonderful father, Peter Julia. He's joining us today, just sharing a little bit about what's happening in the Office of Vocations in the Archdiocese of Portland. And he's telling us a little bit about what is happening at the Air National Guard Base here in Portland. Father Peter, thank you so much for staying with us today. Oh, it's great to be with you always. Well, I think one of the things you may have learned at officer training school is how to hit the ground running. Whatever is placed before you, you've got to be ready to take it on. And the Office of Vocation, they have you very, very busy in the coming months. Here very soon, you're going to be heading back to Rome. Tell our listeners what you're going to be doing. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited about this trip. There's kind of a tradition for the seminarians who are in Rome. Um, For anybody who knows like the European academic schedule, it's a bit different. They do their finals after the Christmas break, which I still don't think makes a whole lot of sense, but that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And so you come back and you still have a couple weeks of, or a few weeks of class. And then you have a finals period where you actually don't have classes, but it's just your finals. And so the men are actually, I think a couple of them said that their last finals were today. And then there's probably a couple that have maybe one more or two more tomorrow or something like that. And so usually when you get it done, there's a lull between that time that they finish exams and when they start the new semester. And so a lot of people travel over that weekend. And so there's a tradition for the Portland guys to go on a Portland diocesan pilgrimage, so to speak. So we would always go to some holy site. I remember while I was there as a student, we went to San Giovanni Rotondo to see Padre Pio and also the cave of St. Michael, which is also just above San Giovanni. And then um, we went to ours. Father Tim and I were there at ours with with a couple of the other guys. And then, gosh, we did a lot of stuff. Uh, We went to Lourdes and everything. But this year, we're going to go to be with those guys. Because I usually go once a year because I can't ignore the guys that are there, right? Sure. I get to see the guys who are local a lot more. But we're going to Lisieux in Normandy because St. Therese of Lisieux has been just a gigantic intercessor for all priests, you know, for a really long time, but especially for Archbishop Sample mm-hmm. and the presbyterate here and the seminarians here. And so I think there's a lot of gratitude and we're going to be able to celebrate a Mass. Archbishop will celebrate that Mass and all can celebrate at her tomb, at her parents' tomb there in Normandy. And so that's our pilgrimage this year. And so we're and, and hopefully we'll get to go to Chart Cathedral and a couple of those other things. And even even for me, the um, American Military Cemetery and the landing beaches at Normandy. At Normandy. Um, and so, so yeah, there's a lot of incredible overlap. And so I'm really excited to go. Father Peter, how many men do we have serve, uh, learning and in education in Rome uh, that you'll be meeting once you get there for the pilgrimage? So there's five right now. And so you you all probably know all too well Deacon Justin Echevarria. I may I, have I, had a, a discussion with him a time or two. I like to make fun of him that he's really media savvy and stuff like that. <laughs> and so I, I kind of give him a hard time. But, but so Deacon Justin, uh, Deacon Brent Dershmitt, and then we've got Tristan Schubert from uh, St. Juan Diego Parish, and then Nick Martell from uh, the cathedral. And then the brand new guy would be Coulter McIntyre, wow. who's there this year. And so, so it's a really great crew 
of men. And so always good to see them and see how they're doing. Father Peter, why is it so important for all of us here in the Archdiocese of Portland to remember and keep them in prayers? It, you know, for our seminarians, it's a, it's an important task that they are undertaking and they need prayers. Yeah, there's a, there's just so many ups and downs because it's such a long journey. You know, that's one of the things at officer training school. A lot of people will ask you, well, how long were you in school to be a priest? And when I say eight years, you know, everybody's eyes always just like wide and they're just so astounded that we'd be in school that long. So as you can imagine, over the course of almost a decade, there's just so many ups and downs. And so it's the prayers of the people of God that help you on the downs, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of level out your journey to, to get you through you know, get you over the hump, so to speak. And so it makes a gigantic difference. And I think sometimes people forget about the guys that are over there. They don't, they really do have to be a little bit more self-sustaining. We're a nine hour difference. I really can't offer them the exact same support that I could offer to the guys at Mount Angel or St. Patrick in California or Bishop White. And so um, they kind of have to, you know, have a they said this in the air for a hardiness of spirit. You know, they kind of have to be stout, stout-hearted men that, that are pretty resilient and bounce back because it's, it's you know, Rome, living in a city like that, it's not the most forgiving environment sometimes. Oh, not yeah. to mention, I mean, there could very well be quite a language barrier and a cultural oh, sure. difference. Yeah, there's so. a lot going, going against you sometimes, it feels like. I'm glad that you have been able to uh, volunteer the, the difficulty of heading to Rome. And of course, we've been talking on the Morning Blend too. Our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, has a wonderful opportunity coming up even later in the year that you'll be joining in and a very fortunate few can actually join in on a very special pilgrimage back to Rome in the fall. That's really exciting, Brenda, because every year in either late September or the very beginning of October right there, they always have the diaconate ordination for the Pontifical North American College, so for the students there. And so uh, Archbishop was invited to be the what we would say the ordaining prelate. So he'll be doing the ordination for all the deacons, no matter what diocese they're from, at the North American College that day. And um, that's just an incredible opportunity. And so we had seen in the past when I was a student that sometimes dioceses around the country would do kind of a pilgrimage if they had a man that was going to be ordained a deacon there because it was a great opportunity for them to see one of their own future priests ordained at the heart of the church in St. Peter's Basilica. And I think it kind of ties things together in such a beautiful and unique way. And so we really use that as an opportunity to to kind of bring that down back to the people of the archdiocese. So we have this pilgrimage that's going there in, in late September, and we'll be going to, we'll be in Rome, obviously, for the ordination for the audience with the Pope. People will do St. Peter's tours, the Scavi tour, to see the bones of mm-hmm. St. Peter under the catacombs of St. Peter, and then also to, Saint, uh, to Assisi, see St. Francis, St. Clair, uh, uh, Siena, St. Catherine of Siena. And so it's it's really a wonderful pilgrimage that, that Todd Cooper had put together. He's done a lot of pilgrimages to Rome with Archbishop Lasney and Archbishop Sample. And so he did a really great job, you know, working. So there's a lot of people working to put it together. So it would be a really great trip for people. Oh, what a trip of a lifetime for many, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful event. And as we get closer, we're going to talk more and more about it. And Father Peter, with just a, a moment left, tell our listeners more about to what you have coming up for the Office of Vocations. Yeah, for, for vocations, the biggest thing for me at this time of year is after that vocations retreat, we're getting all those applications in. So I'm really working really heavily on making sure that the new guys that are applying 
you know, that, that I'm getting them in. So mm-hmm. I, I'm focusing a lot on going through all of their materials and, and doing that. And then we're also working kind of internally this time of year to do a lot of our, our themes and things like that for the next year, you okay. know, what we have to bring on board. But this is kind of like a huge planning time of the year for me. And, uh, and it's really focused on the men that are, that are going to enter okay. um, come this summer. So. Well, perfect. Well, our, our, I guess our prayer cards are full. We'll keep and remember the men who are in seminary, those who are in Rome, and especially pray for those who are going to embarking on this journey and that uh, God be with them through every step of the way. Father Peter, it's always such a wonderful morning to talk with you. Thank you so much. Before we go, will you end us in prayer and your blessing? Absolutely. Thank you, Brenda. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together to for all of your listeners that listen to Modern Day. We ask you to bless all people that might be listening right now, especially if they're going through any difficulties or struggles. Um, be with them, Lord. Remove the obstacles from their life. Uh, be close to their to their heart and allow them to draw closer to yours. We also ask you to be with all of our priests and all of our seminarians, especially those um, right now that we'll be visiting with in Rome, but Lord, call more men to your most sacred heart. And we pray all of these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And and the Lord be with you all. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Peter, thank you so much again for your time this morning. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. 751 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And Brenda, we yes. have uh, less than 10 days to Ash Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. I want to tell you about something cool that happened to me last year on Ash Wednesday, because this is in conjunction with a holiday that's today. Today is National Weather Person's Day. Oh. And I was at the Cathedral of St. Mary's downtown for Ash Wednesday Mass last year, getting our ashes, and I noticed a, a very prominent local weather person was in front of me in line to get ashes. Really? And I was kind of like, what? Wow. I don't, don't want to name names, but yeah, one of the uh, local weather people was getting ashes on Ash Wednesday last year. So I may go back this year just okay. to see if they're back there. Now, see, last year for Ash Wednesday, I did the later afternoon Mass that they they had for Ash Wednesday. And I walked in, it was raining. When I walked out, it was snowing because that was the day we got that snowstorm. It was later in the month, Ash Wednesday Mm -hmm. was. And uh, yeah, before the end of the day, remember the gridlock. I mean, people were stuck in their cars for hours it was crazy that's right mm-hmm. i forgot about that okay so so we're not out of the woods yet on 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 the weather but speaking of ash wednesday and lent we have got some tremendous lenten resources that we're putting together getting ready to upload onto the hail mary media app and online at materdayradio.com. So if you're needing some resources to really help you get through this penitential time and grow closer to god during that time that's what it's all about We're here to help you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want you to get the ashes next Wednesday. Who knows? You might even run into a famous weather person when you do that. But download the Hail Mary Media app and let's make it the best Lent ever here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. 
That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. When children start to argue, it's like an eruption of emotion and tension at the same time. Our house can go from a nice, quiet evening of family fun to children declaring who is the best, what they deserve next, and screaming and yelling. In Mark 10, 35, it states, James and John, the two brothers, came forward to Christ and said, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left hand, in your glory. As parents, we oftentimes hear requests regarding our children's desire to be the best and to get the best. The scriptures go on and share with us that the other disciples were indignant with these two brothers. Does this sound like situations in your own home? Christ shared that these two brothers will not be at the left and right hand. And at the end of the passage, Jesus says to them words that hit at the core of all motherhood and family life. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. When family peace starts to break down in your home, it's important to remind the entire family that Christ wants us to live a life of service and love to each other. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help our homes to be a place of peace, joy, and service to each other. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by finding joy and serving. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and the Vatican making some changes when it comes to the sacraments. No, don't worry, they're not changing the sacraments. Oh, Just okay. Just a little bit of the way they're done. So okay. We'll, we'll have some details and some insight on that just ahead. And although this company has a rule about not making sets of a religious nature, Lego artists are back at it again, and there is a cathedral that is coming out. So Lego lovers, get ready for this one. It's going to take you a little bit of time to put together. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Agatha had everything. She had her youth, beauty, and an abundance of wealth. But those things didn't matter to her as much as her love for the Lord. 
Everyone in Sicily knew that the young maiden was a Christian because she openly lived out her consecrated life to God. When the Roman Emperor Decius declared Christianity illegal, Quincianus, the magistrate of Sicily, saw this as his time to act and take advantage of Agatha. He promised to keep her safe and securely hidden from the Roman punishment if she would become his mistress of the night, but Agatha refused. In retaliation, Quincianus forced her to take residency into a brothel, but Agatha refused yet again to allow any man to advance on her. She had declared herself for God and God alone, and she feared no punishment if it protected her sacred vows. The brave young woman was later beaten, imprisoned, and tortured by Quincianus out of rage when she wouldn't give in to an abandonment of her vows. The torment went so far that her breasts were crushed and removed as a final attempt to humiliate and belittle Agatha. Tradition says that St. Paul appeared to her in a vision and healed the suffering maiden of her injuries through the grace of God. Seeing that she wouldn't be dying of her injuries now, the magistrate had Agatha rolled across burning coals until she was roasted alive. Shortly before her death, there was a tragic earthquake that struck, killing many people in Sicily, including a dear friend of Quincianus. In her final breaths, Agatha had nothing left to proclaim but praises to God and thanksgiving for an end to her suffering. She officially became a martyr in the year 250. It's a famous ritual in Sicily to process with St. Agatha's veil around her burial site in Catania to avoid an eruption from Mount Etna. With St. Agatha's power and beauty, she could have easily given in and surrendered everything to save her from the tremendous suffering that she faced. Granted, her options weren't much in favor of her coming out on the other side unscathed either way, and in the end, her body, a total gift to God alone, was still destroyed. So why did she fight so hard to keep her vows with God? Because in the end, when she couldn't protect her body, her soul still belonged to God. She had more fear of God than fear of man. She believed more in the power that the Lord of the universe had over a magistrate of Sicily. There is nothing that Quincianus could do to her that the Lord would let go unnoticed. The magistrate only saw how Agatha could satisfy his selfish desires, but God only desired to satisfy Agatha, as any holy spouse would do. The world encourages us to satisfy number one at any cost, no matter who has to suffer along the way or who we have to drag through the mud. But when we turn to God, He only desires what is best for us and is willing to sacrifice everything for us with reckless abandon. We're called to do the same out of fear of the Lord, loving God and praising the King of the universe with everything we have to give. What do we have to lose? St. Agatha, pray for us. What do you have to lose? That is Awaken the Saint. You can find out more information about the lives of the saints and access all of our Lenten resources. Download today the free Hail Mary media app. You can find the information at materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. Well, if you ran into some traffic delays in southeast Portland, there's a tragic reason why. A pedestrian was killed by a hit-and-run driver in southeast Portland early this morning, according to the Portland Police Bureau. At around 2.17 this morning, officers received a report of a pedestrian struck by a vehicle near the intersection of southeast 82nd and southeast Flavelle Street. Officers arrived on the scene and found an adult man deceased. The driver of the involved vehicle did not remain on the scene. The major crash team is investigating the hit and run and looking for that vehicle. The area was closed for several hours and police are still lingering in the area this morning, causing a little bit of a traffic delay around the area as soon as they get the scene processed and the evidence collected. 
And a Vancouver man is dead after being struck by an alleged intoxicated driver going the wrong way on Interstate 5 Saturday morning. In the early morning hours, a car was traveling south in the northbound lanes on Interstate 5 near the Mill Plain exit, according to Washington State Patrol. The car then struck another vehicle in one of the northbound lanes, hitting it head on. Stephen Wesley, 67 years old, was transported to Peace Health Southwest Medical Center, but later died at the hospital. The driver of the wrong way vehicle, Amy Gaudette, was uninjured. Pat, it feels like these accidents happening all the time. I read a story in Atlanta. A, a car driver ignored the signals on a school bus, hit and killed one of the students that was climbing on board to get to school in the morning. Our Lady of the Highways, pray, pray for, for us. Pray for us. There's no place we have got to get mm. to that fast. The Vatican Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith released a note on Saturday on discerning the validity of the sacraments. The new document signed by Pope Francis and Prefect Cardinal Victor Fernandez is entitled Gestus Verbisque or Deeds and Words. The 11-page text, published only in Italian, reiterates that for all sacraments in the Catholic Church, the observance of both matter and form has always been required for the validity of the celebration. Pope Francis approved the text of the DDF note during a private audience with Fernandez on January 31st after the note was discussed and unanimously approved by the cardinals and bishops who attended the dicastery's recent January plenary assembly. And the Vatican announced on Saturday the Synod on Synodality organizers are inviting 300 parish priests to come to Rome for a meeting of a listening prayer and discernment that will help shape the next Synod Assembly discussions. The International Meeting of Priests will take place from April 28th to May 2nd with the goal of listening to and valuing the experience of parish priests and providing them with an opportunity to experience the dynamism of synodal work at the universal level. The participating priests were selected by their local bishops conference in the Latin rite as well as by the leadership of each Eastern Catholic Church. The number of priests selected from each region will commiserate with the number of members in the bishops conference. The chosen priests will be announced by their local bishops conference by March 15th. Oregon lawmakers are set to convene later today in Salem for the start of a short legislative session that's expected to be dominated by homelessness, a housing shortage, and plans to overhaul the state's pioneering drug decriminalization law as overdose-surge. Lawmakers will have just 35 days to pass bills. For now, legislative leaders have indicated that bipartisan lines of communication are open as they overcome any partisan tension still lingering from last year's Republican walkout. The more heated debates this session are expected to revolve around the proposed changes to the state's first-in-the-nation drug decriminalization law, Measure 110, approved by Oregon voters back in 2020. And last night, Tracy Chapman, the singer, was joined by country singer Luke Combs for a rare performance of her song, Fast Car, at Sunday's Grammy ceremonies. Now, moments after the song shot to number one on the iTunes Top Song Chart and her 1988 debut album, Tracy Chapman, also sat at number one. Chapman's original song peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100 charts following its release. She has performed the song on the Grammy stage before 
when she won Best Female Pop Local Performance for it at the 1989 Grammys. Now, Calm's version peaked at number two on the Hot 100 chart after it was released last year. It was nominated for a Grammy this year. It did not win. But Grammys last night included Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, and Patrick, your favorite, Metallica. Ooh. They won a Grammy last night for Best Metal Performance. Really? Can you believe? That's quite a lineup <laughs> of artists. Now, we had a bit of a discussion in before the show started. Uh, I am one of only three that really appreciated that song, Tracy Chapman. I think you just uh, overheard it too much. So in 1988, I was a, a, a DJ that had to play that song at least three or four times a shift. Mm-hmm. So imagine that for like six months straight, sure. uh, fast car. Da, da. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. By by about the first or second month, that was like burnt. Okay. And so every time I hear that, I'm just like, oh. I okay. Just, I do. It's more because of the repetition. Just the repetition. Just so my over suggestion. Just over and over and over. Yeah. Go, go online and look at the, watch the performance from last night. Uh, it might make you uh, appreciate again the beauty of that song. Okay. They do a great All job right. of it. I mean, it. the lyrics are, are, are mm-hmm. really deep and really, really profound, but it's just that over and over. So I, I will check it out. Check I'll, it out. I'll go in with an open mind. I mean, 1988 was a long time ago. I need to get over <laughs> it, right? I think so. <laughs> Hey, in sports, well, uh, the Portland Trailblazers just could not hold on. They led the Denver Nuggets, the reigning NBA title holders, by 14 in the first half and didn't trail in the game until the final shot of the third quarter before eventually falling in the Mile High City yesterday, 112-103 to to the Nuggets. The Blazers got 27 points from DeAndre Anton and 26 from Anthony Simons. Portland returns to the Moda Center to host the worst team in the NBA. The Detroit Pistons will be in town. They are the epitome of hapless. Oh. But they'll be here Thursday night. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get one in the win column. Well, the design team at Lego have a new set that builders, you're going to love. Lego has announced a new architecture set for 2024. It is Paris Notre Dame Cathedral. The nearly 4,400-piece set is ready to hit shelves on June 1st, and it'll be priced. It's not going to set you back too much. Just $230 for this one set. Now, the Notre Dame Cathedral will also be the largest architecture set created by Lego. Recently, Lego has begun to release only one new architecture theme each year. And in the past, multiple city skylines or famous landmarks would be released throughout a given year. Now, builders are focusing on creating one iconic location at a time with an increased attention to detail. It's also worth noting that despite Lego having a policy against making religious sets, the Catholic Cathedral was still chosen to be replicated. Now, the Lego set will be released approximately six months before the expected reopening of the historic cathedral in Parish. While renovation work on the exterior of the church will continue for several more years, it is expected that Notre Dame will be able to welcome religious services and visitors again on December 8th. So you say they have great attention to detail, and I've noticed that in several of these Lego sets. I'm wondering, though, we've talked about this at the very top 
of Notre Dame Cathedral is the rooster. The rooster. Right. So is the rooster there? I, I guarantee you it will be. It's got to be so? there. You oh, got to yeah. have the rooster. got to have it. Yeah. And of course, for people, if you remember, we talked about the rooster. It was recently refurbished. Right. Uh, it's a reliquary. Yes. And a very so, important reliquary. Very, very important one. So, uh, but... Uh, 4,400 pieces, uh, and you can create... <laughs> it's got to have a rooster in You can create Notre Dame right in your own bedroom. Cool. I need to get that. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, as the legislature opens this week, Thursday, February 8th is Pro-Life Lobby Day in Salem. Receive training on the key each issues that are reaching the legislature, learn about lobbying best practices, and interact with legislators at the Capitol Building. The event is free, but please register at the Oregon Right to Life website. And on our website, moderndayradio.com, you can find the entire community calendar of events that's also available on the Hail Mary Media app. And on that calendar, you will find the Christian in the World series, which gets started again this Saturday, back up on the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey. And Abbot Peter Everly, boy, I'm honored to have him. He joins us next after we check that soggy weather forecast. Here comes the Pineapple Express mm-hmm. at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage. Enrich my life with service. Pardon what I have been. Sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be. And thine shall be the glory. And mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. 
or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matrade Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 13 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 47 and low of 41 today with a 91% chance of precipitation. And it's precipitating outside the studio <laughs> right now. There's a little bit of rain coming down. A little bit of a breeze, too. Moisture from California is coming up to greet us. Foggy tonight, tomorrow morning, but sunny tomorrow afternoon. Currently 41 degrees at the St. Thomas More Newman Center at the University of Oregon in Eugene. And it's 41 degrees at Our Lady of Sorrows Catholic Church in Portland. The Mount Angel Institute continues its Christian in the World Lecture Series this Saturday with an installment from Abbot Peter Eberly entitled Monastic Spirituality, A Journey Together to Everlasting Life. You'll be learning about the principles of monastic spirituality and how they can help you live out a Christian life with a foundation in a healthy community. Abbot Peter, it's a distinct honor to have you with us here on The Morning Blend. And let's start by looking at your own vocation. What drew you into the monastic life? It was at a very young age that um, I was drawn to monastic life. Um, I, I grew up in the town of Mount Angel, right below the hill of the Abbey. I, I had a couple of uncles in the monastery. Our parish was Benedictine, so to be honest with you, I, uh, until until I was in the seminary, I, I didn't know there was any other kind of uh, priest except Benedictines. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the 21-22 school year, I asked Abbot Jeremy if I could uh, withdraw from the seminary. That's where I'd been working. And since then, I I have been uh, uh, working in the library. My official appointment and title is library dean, which is fairly uh, uh, ambiguous because my my job is basically being a liaison man between the uh, monastery and the library. And I work in the library. I have an office here. I get to know the staff. It's it's a job I, I really enjoy. Looking ahead to Saturday, you're going to be talking a lot about community and beginning with the foundations of how St. Benedict views that. So how does St. Benedict define community? That's a good question. Uh, he defines uh, community as just as monks living under a rule and an abbot. And they, uh, they are, in other words, it isn't uh, individual monks doing their own thing, but it, they're, they're bound by a common rule, which for him was the rule that he wrote, and especially under an abbot who is the appointed shepherd of the community. And, and out of that double context, that, that double um, dimension of community, is on that basis that, that he wrote his rule. And how exactly does that relate to a layperson living in the modern world today? Well, what I'm hoping to do in my presentation is to draw some of the um, principles or or some of the elements that are are really quite uh, very cenobitical, that is very much uh, community-orientated in the rule, uh, draw them out 
reflect on them a bit, and and then uh, suggest that some ways that what Benedict wrote about his community of monks would certainly be applicable and, and could be reflected on, and and perhaps to uh, to quite a degree could be integrated in into the life of. Christian Christians today, Christians in the world, and especially Christians as they relate to a community themselves, uh, specifically, more specifically, uh, the church, I would think, but even family life, uh, any kind of groups uh, that that uh, people find themselves uh, uh, belonging to and are committed to. We're honored to have Abbot Peter Eberly as our guest on the Morning Blend this morning. Abbot Peter is going to be speaking at the Christian in the World Lecture Series Saturday at Mount Angel Abbey Library Auditorium starting at 9 o'clock. Abbot Peter, what are some of the challenges that people find trying to adapt to this monastic lifestyle? Some of the challenges are, are the fact that our society itself is is so individualistic. It's always the individual that, uh, uh, and the individual uh, is the one that excels. The individual makes his own way in the world, uh, and and having having kind of a sense of of being a member of, of a community that 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 is a hard a, a hard uh, reality to grasp. Sometimes that's even in the church. You know that we one speaks about um, in the liturgy at the Eucharist, the community gathers together, but so often it's more that, that each person comes with his or her own devotion, or with their a particular with a particular family, without really seeing that we who are gathered here in this Eucharist, we are a community, and we are part of a larger community, the parish church the Church of the Archdiocese, the entire church under Pope Francis. And so that that's a very hard thing to grasp, uh, I think. In addition to the Eucharist, what are some other ways to move beyond that individuality and embrace the community? One thing that would would break it down, perhaps, is uh, the to see the importance, for instance, of praying together. Uh, the, the, not just the Eucharist, but in... A liturgy of the hours. In some parishes, for instance, uh, they uh, before mass in the morning they might have they might have the uh, the assembly uh, prayed uh, morning prayer together. It, it's that, that's one thing too, that we we gather in prayer. Or, or another thing, actually, that uh, Saint Benedict uh, pushes, uh, it legislates for. I guess it would be a correct way of saying is is that the monks have meals together. That uh, it isn't just uh, sitting down, eating, and running and going. It's the whole community gathers because uh, when some monks wait on the others, it's a way of of serving those monks. And and the monks who uh, are served at table, they they see they can see Christ uh, as as the one who is waiting on them. He's he's uh, as it were washing their feet. those those are some ways that some dimensions um, uh, that that somehow in some way I, I I think could be meditated upon, reflected upon, and see if they can be applied uh, to um, life 
uh, in in uh, the world or in a, in a person's life today. Well, Abbott Peter, what do you hope people will carry away after they hear your presentation? Uh, my my hope is that uh, it will be something that maybe it will open them to a dimension of the guru that they haven't thought about, or or maybe a dimension of their own spiritual life that would be undoubtedly more important uh, that that maybe they they hadn't thought about, and they might explore it a little bit. Uh, my my real hope is that by using by speaking about uh, an important aspect of monastic spirituality, the community life, that uh, a, a person coming to the talk can say, wow, that's relevant for me. It isn't just something that monks do, but I can think about it too. And, and in that way, uh, draw closer to the Lord. That, that's drawing closer to the Lord. That would be the, the ultimate hope. Oh, I am so glad that we were able to promote the uh, upcoming presentation, and I hope it's a packed house. <laughs> Thank you. In closing, Abbot Peter, could we get your blessing? Oh, God, we ask that you will bless all your hearers, that you will bless the work of KBVM, that it will be a way of spreading God's word and having people draw closer to you. And I ask may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you all and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Abbot. That's Abbot Peter Eberly, and he will be speaking Saturday as part of the Christian in the World Lecture Series with the presentation, Monastic Spirituality, A Journey Together to Everlasting Life. It starts at 9 o'clock Saturday at the Mount Angel Abbey Library, and you can get more information at mountangelabbey.org. You can also get those details and hear a replay of this interview online at matradayradio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. 823 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, one last congratulations again to Ascension Parish. They were our first parish highlight of the week. Tomorrow during our Tech Tuesday, Sarah Kenzie will be joining us to announce this coming week's Parish of the Week. Who is it going to be? Well, if you want to find out, you're going to have to tune in to Text Tuesday, usually right around 840 on Tuesday's show, so you can find out. And of course, you can find out more details about Parish of the Week or to let us know what your parish is like and why it would be an excellent choice for Parish of the Week. Please email us at info at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? 
Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the end of an era for Oregon women's basketball. Oregon and Oregon State played their last regular season game yesterday. We'll tell you what happened down at the mat next. And the state of Oregon going to be sending out about $10 million in checks. So how are you going Send to be it here? Yeah, I was going to say, how are you going to be one of those 25,000 people that are going to be receiving some of that money? Well, stay tuned. I'll tell you why. Here is Matthias Michael. You're what I need. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Why did I think this life was mine? Find a love of any kind Consumed in all my selfish pride Into the darkness I was blind You're what I need You're what I need
this life was mine Couldn't find a love of any kind That is Matthias Michael, You're What I Need. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. An Iranian-backed militia group in Iraq claimed responsibility Monday for a drone strike against a base in eastern Syria used by U.S. troops that killed six American allied Kurdish fighters. The attack overnight, which caused no American casualties, appeared to be the first significant response from what the U.S. calls Iran's proxy groups to the U.S. airstrikes against the militias in the region. On Friday, the United States started striking the militias of an umbrella group known as the Islamic Resistance in Iraq in response to those groups' stepped-up attacks on U.S. bases in the region, including a deadly drone strike on a base in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members on January 28th. The U.S. and the United Kingdom also launched strikes against 36 Houthi targets late Saturday, targeting missile launch and radar systems in a large portion of Yemen controlled by the Shiite Muslim rebels. The state of Oregon will send out about $10 million worth of checks this month to people who have unclaimed property from the years 2021 and 2022, said Treasure, State Treasurer Tobias Reed. Now, Oregon has about a total of $1 billion in unclaimed property. It comes from businesses like banks, insurance companies, or former employees that can't find you for one reason or another. Now, most of the time, people can search to see if they have unclaimed property. And if they do, you file a claim with the Oregon Unclaimed Property Program and complete a verification process to receive the funds. The state will send out payments to about 25,000 people who have unclaimed property from 21 to 22. And the checks will vary in amount from $50 to $10,000. The checks will be mailed to people in February and will include additional confirmation letter from the treasurer. And you can always go online and check to see if you have any unclaimed property. Go to the website unclaimed.oregon.gov. And I did just that, entered the word Catholic, and about 20 different Catholic groups came up, many parishes, many Catholic nonprofits. So if you're in one, Check it. Check There's and money see. there waiting, and some of it says, oh, like kind of have it broken down in, a, in nebulous ways, but it says over $100. Oh, okay. So those are the big ones. All right. And there were several of them in there. So check it out. If you're in a Catholic ministry, there might be funds for, for you right there. Found money. Between 2022 and 2023, homelessness increased by 8.5% across the state of Oregon, according to a report released Friday from Portland State University. The report also shows that Oregon ranked second place in the nation for its rate of unsheltered homelessness, trailing only California. The report shows that the state is failing to keep up with shelter beds and currently has enough beds for only 42% of the homeless population. Scott Kerman, executive director of the Blanche House, discusses the drivers behind these rising numbers. And what's really hit these folks this year hard is the reduction in SNAP benefits, and, of course, inflation. And it's hitting everybody hard, but it's especially hitting um, the people who we serve. The Portland State University study also shows that about 3.9% of Oregon school students, or about 21,000 students, experience homelessness in the 2022-2023 school year. That's up 3.5% from the year before. 
Pope Francis reminded the faithful during his Sunday Angelus that Jesus' example of being on the move in his preaching and in performing miracles is a reminder that God is never distant, but always close to us. While acknowledging that the idea of a God that is distant, cold, and indifferent to our fate is prevalent, the Pope reminds us that today's gospel reading dispels the idea, revealing to us instead that Jesus shows us that God is not a detached master who speaks to us from on high. Now, following the recitation of the bless, of the papal blessing, Pope Francis expressed his closeness to all those in China, Southeast Asia, and around the world who are celebrating the Lunar New Year, observing that this celebration will be an opportunity to experience relationships of affection and gestures of attention, which contribute to creating a supportive and fraternal society. In sports, it's the end of an era. Tamia Gardner scored a career-high 19 points Sunday as 18th-ranked Oregon State held on for a 64-60 win over Oregon at Matthew Knight Arena in Eugene. The victory gives the 18th-ranked Beavers a sweep of the season series over the Ducks for the first time since 2016-2017. This was also the last regular season meeting between the two teams as Oregon set to join the Big Ten next year. Next up for Oregon State and Oregon is the Mountain School's road trip. The Beavers play at Utah and Oregon is at Colorado, both on Friday night. When it comes to your past mistakes, is it really possible to just take an eraser and wipe it clean? Well, St. Francis de Sales says yes and shows us how. In 1609, he published a timeless book called Introduction to the Devout Life, which contains a treasure trove of practical advice and reflections about how embracing the whole person and living a spiritually healthy and happy life. Now, Father Michael Rainier from Alatea points out chapter 19 entitled How to Make a General Confession. And it addresses how to deal with shame that lingers from the past. He says, first, take some time alone and consider your entire life. Break it up by decade or stage of life you were in to aid your memory. Secondly, find a confessor or a true confidant. Make time to sit down together so you can recite your list, especially in confession. St. Francis says, tell everything simply and with straightforwardness and thoroughly satisfy your conscience in doing so. And then lastly, listen. Listen to your trusted, confident, and confessor to respond to what you've admitted. Sometimes other people recognize patterns of behavior of which we're unaware and some interesting insights may result. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Friday... The Benefits of Media Fasting, the next part of the Living in the Faith series at St. Patrick Parish in Portland. All are welcome to the 6 p.m. Mass on Friday, followed by this talk by Father Timothy Furlow with dinner in the parish hall, this group discussion, and prayer. And for more events in our Catholic community, visit the community calendar at moderndayradio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, the second cup we have today deals with the month of February, the shortest month, but packed full of saintly goodness. 
<laughs> and we've got more details we're going to drill into with that. Plus, Ash Wednesday coming up mm-hmm. as well. And rain on the way. We'll check that weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring Track and Field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are. And join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. 840 here at Mater Day Radio. It is a high of 47 and a low of 41 today as we go through the day. It's already, uh, it's more than sprinkling. It's raining out there. 90% chance of precipitation today. Up to a quarter of an inch of rain as possible. And we're already starting to get some of that. Tomorrow looks like the best chance for sunny skies in the PM with scattered clouds and partially sunny skies. Well, it is raining in my backyard, so that's a guarantee that my pets do not want to go out this morning. They're going to try to stay in all day. It is 44 degrees at Vancouver. And a few raindrops falling, 44 at St. Aloysius Catholic Church in Estacada. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. Pat, I came home yesterday evening. My daughter and I went out to dinner and both of my dogs were in the backyard because our son went to evening mass. You thought that they were just dying because the sun had gone down, but it wasn't particularly cold and they were just at the back door like... Where have you left us back here? (laughs) Our dogs, we have one dog that doesn't mind at all being in the backyard, but one of them, 
Well, she just wants to be wherever everybody else is. And we were not in the backyard. So that meant she did not need to be back there either. Is this the one that is mentally challenged? (laughs) No. But you believe that uh, we have the, that's our little dog, that Uh she just has some uh, anxiety issues, we'll say. Uh, And she is the most (laughs) dog-like when she is out in the backyard. She will Uh hunt the fence Uh line. It's our big uh, uh, black lab. She just, we've had her since she was a puppy. And uh, I can see labs doing. She that. just attached yeah, herself yeah. to the mm-hmm. to the people in the household, so she has got to be where we are. That's where she is the happiest. So, okay, we'll all put right. Up with so that. on to February. Let's Brenda. talk about twenty nine days in this February. It's a leap, leap year. Leap Feb. We actually have a very good friend. His name is Mike. His birthday is actually February twenty ninth. I didn't look. Are there saints on the twenty ninth? There got to be saints on the twenty ninth, right? Uh, well, according to the calendar, it says St. Oswald. St. Oswald. So does he only get a feast day every four every years? Every four years. So huh. he's only Poor had uh, 12 in his, since the time <laughs> that he was made a saint. It's only his 12th feast day. Uh, we would always have a big celebration when our friend had his birthday because, uh, yeah, last time I think we celebrated, <laughs> I'm like, you're only 44 years old. That's like fabulous. So he's only had like 11 birthdays. Oh, okay. So he's 11. I was thinking 44 times 4 is like, how old is Oh, no, no, no. He was 44, but it was only his 11th birthday. But February is one of those just unique months because there's so many things to celebrate. Great feast day today, though. St. Agatha, powerful martyr. Right. And then another great martyr coming up toward the end of the month, St. Polycarp, one of my favorites. I just like to say Polycarp. Yeah, yeah it's fun to say, but uh, what a powerful story. I think he was like 86 years old and still went. As a martyr, just wow. saying, I'm embracing my martyrdom in the Colosseum. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the lives of the states are incredible stories. Of course, our friend Julianne Durko talks always about those on her show, Your Next Mission from God. Tomorrow is another powerful yes. saint, or I should say saints, because it's St. Paul, Mickey, and companions and you know this story yeah so saint paul mickey and companions there in uh and these they're the saint the martyrs of of in the far east as well and i think it's so cool now we're doing so much work with the vietnamese community here locally and and to see their passion for the faith i think it springs from the these asian martyrs i really do i really think that their strong passion and and Almost the persecution that they faced in embracing Catholicism in a culture that did not want them to do that to the point where they would kill them for doing that makes their faith stronger. So it's inspiring. And that's what the martyrs do for us, right? Certainly. Of course, you know, and we have our great uh, uh, contributor, our podcast contributor, Vivian, through Thick and Thin. And she talks about in that podcast kind of the the Vietnamese experience and Catholic experience in the U.S. And it's a great, uh, I think she just came out with a new podcast here recently, too. And so the Vietnamese do not have a formal relationship with the Vatican. And we were reporting a few weeks ago that this is starting to formalize now. Okay. They're starting to form a relationship with that communist government in Vietnam. And there is a chance that within the next two years, Pope Francis could be going to Vietnam. I love that. Yeah, we were, and we just mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah, We always recognize after a papal visit, especially in places where he's never been before, the, the, just the crowds of people who come because they recognize 
that there is something unique and holy. And then there's that that footprint that is left upon a nation after a pope is visited. And uh, we have hope and prayers for that to happen. And that makes many secular governments very nervous. They see what happened in Poland when Pope John Paul II went there. And I think some of these regimes are very, very nervous about that, especially some of the more uh, totalitarian regimes. They, they, They tend to fear that. So when you see that ice break... Uh, know that there there are a lot of reservations there still. All right. Well, moving through the month of February, we've got some great feast day. You've heard the saying, we've talked about this before. It's amazing how holiness runs in certain families. You'll hear of a big family and they'll have a couple of priests the, the and nuns. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, another one, a family that had twins and they were both very holy. One went on to be St. Benedict. And the other whose feast day is on the 10th, St. Scholastica. Right. They are twins. So a holiness together their whole lives. And I'm sure they probably helped each other throughout their lives and remained holiness. St. Scholastica was interesting. So I understand, I think there's a story where they were together and St. Benedict wanted to leave and St. Scholastica wanted him to stay. And he's like, no, no, I have to leave. And so she uh, prayed for a storm and a storm came (laughs) up and he had to stay. (laughs) Always listen to your twin sister. I'm sure there was discussion in that household, just like in many households of twins, which one was born first? I don't know which one it was. I, I know my sister sanctified me. <laughs> uh, I also know for our listeners, Father Thomas Nathy, the pastor at uh, Holy Redeemer, he has got two cats that he took from a, that he got from a litter, their brother and sister. He named them Benedict and Scholastica. Oh, awesome! They they enjoy each other's <laughs> company. And then coming up on the eleventh, of course, the Sunday feast day is always observed, but a very beautiful feast day of Our Lady. Our Lady of Lords. Yes. That feast day is on February 11th. So you can kind of remember that in that celebration of the Mass on the 11th. All right. So now as we move through next week, Tuesday, known as Shrove Tuesday, we're going to have pancakes and fat and butter and bacon and all those good things. Get it out of there. It's Mardi Gras. Yeah. It is Mardi Gras because the celebration of Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our Lenten journey on February 14th. Hmm. St. Valentine's? St. Valentine's. Martyr. Another martyr. That's right. Which we don't, we always think, oh, St. Valentine, Love I think of Cupid. And, and, right. No, he was a martyr. Yeah. And, and lost his head. Brutally yes. martyred. It's a, yes. <laughs> yeah. They were not messing around with him. Now, I had a recent discussion with Julie Andurko, and she talked about, you know, the, the, how you give a little note to somebody that you love on that day. It's called a valentine right but that actually stems from saint valentine writing the letters from prison and having them sent to people and that was what the 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 beginnings of what the valentine was how about that yes and i think you know many people want to go out and celebrate with somebody they love i believe that we should honor and celebrate saint valentine's by honoring Ash Wednesday. It is a feast. It is a day of abstinence and fasting. But not a holy day of obligation. Not a holy which day has of always obligation. always struck me as unusual. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, and you look at it, you think about holy days of obligations actually have to do with a, a person or, you know, of right, Christ's right. life and uh-huh. stuff. So uh-huh. this was just kind of the kickoff for, to Lent. But I can't think of a better way 
to start a very holy Lent than to go to church. Yes, early in the morning too, so everybody all day long goes. You got something on your head, on right your head. There. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That was always the big discussion, <laughs> it's a way right? To evangelize, right? Is it? Should you wipe off your ashes? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. the? No, leave no, it on there. Leave it on there. Yeah. Absolutely, that's the mark. That's it. And then don't you always find that when you're driving in your car or something and and you happen to see the person next to you and they have the cross <laughs> yeah. also? Yeah, I love that. All right. I love that meme where it talks about the different kinds of crosses that you can get where it's, you know, like the real big one across or sometimes it just looks like a smudge. You know, you never know what kind you're going to get. So I'm already kind of thinking about what I want to I want to give up something and I want to do something for this Lenten season. That's so. usually how it works. For Lent, it's it's a threefold kind of thing. You know, you have your prayer, your fasting, and your almsgiving. And so you kind of weave those things together into kind of what will bring you closer to Christ and kind of help with that relationship as you prepare for the for the glorious feast of mm-hmm. Easter. That's it. I'm yeah. going to talk more about this too because I gave something up last year and I don't feel like I got the full experience that I was hoping to out of Mm. giving this thing up. So I might try it again and see if maybe I can't get a little bit deeper into the sacrifice that will help me grow in holiness. Oh, I want to hear more about this. I'll tell you about that. All right. We are covering the month of February. We've only gotten to the 14th. Uh, At the Grotto, I bet you there'll be a celebration on Saturday the 17th. Always something going on. But that is the feast, February 17th. Keep them in your prayer the seven holy founders of the Order oh. of Servites. And they have a, a memorial to them right above, at the very top of the grotto. You can see the, the pillar, and that's the, the for the Servites. For the yeah. Servites. And again, going throughout the month, of course, we talked then also about St. Polycarp. His is coming up. St. Hilary is coming up. But it is a leap year. And so we talked, like, is there a saint for Leap Day, the 29th? And sure enough, St. Oswald, king of Northumbria. 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 Uh Okay, Uh it's his feast day on the 29th. So again, we don't get to celebrate him very often, but this month we get to on his feast day. Poor St. Oswald. So we (laughs) hope that you have a a beautiful and blessed month of February. We have got 29 days of it. We're already on to the 5th. So we got to make the most of the days that we have left for the month of February. We hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Last check of weather, going to have a 90% chance of rain today. Could get a sunbreak or two in there in the afternoon, high up to about 47. Tonight, rain likely could see some patching fog after 3 a.m., low about 40. Right now, it's 43 here in the Rose City. And we can see the rain coming down throughout the day. And as we move through the week too, Patrick, we're going to start to get some low temperatures again. It looks like we might be dropping into the upper 30s, maybe. So yeah, it's don't get, don't put your coat away. No snow though. No, no snow. And thank goodness to that groundhog. uh, Spring should be just right around the corner, I believe. I'm ready. (laughs) Well, closing out our show today, this is Steve A. Grisano. May your kingdom come. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
your faith in everyday life, Steve Angrisano, and may your kingdom come. It's 859. Well, there you go. Your Monday morning has just started off right now that you've listened to the you, morning blend. It felt blend. like a Friday. Feels like it's Friday yeah. joy on a Monday morning. That's what it is. And then tomorrow's Tuesday, so. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of a Monday, of course, Ken Hellenius was on Friday. Hopefully you caught the beginning of that show. He made a big announcement mm-hmm. that Livingstone's coming to an end. You can catch their final episode oh. this evening at 730 going to be a good one i know it should be a little bittersweet yeah but it's been a great run for them yeah almost nine years that is amazing and there is so much that you've been able to cover on living stones deacon harold and of course ken talking throughout the years so catch their final show this evening they talk a little bit about that and i think some of their future endeavors as well 7 30 tonight 7 30 this tonight and the podcast of course on the hail mary media app we hope you have a very blessed day god bless you